This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Searching with Seneca. Now in today's episode we're focusing on the last couple of verses of Seneca's 15th epistle and this episode is kind of a continuation from the last episode uh, where Seneca was kind of talking about desire and, and, and what it really leads to and he was talking about Epicurus's version of the fool right, and how the fool has no gratitude and is purely based, uh, his life is purely based around this kind of desire and fear of the future and the fear of, I guess, not getting everything that he wants out of fate, right? And uh, this is kind of Seneca continuing with this idea and talking to us about the very nature of desire and what it truly leads to. So we'll read these verses and we'll see what we come up with. He says, quote, Fix a limit which you will not even desire to pass, should you have the power. At last, then, away with all these treacherous goods. They look better to those who hope for them than to those who have attained them. If there were anything substantial in them, they would sooner or later satisfy you. As it is, they merely rouse the drinker's thirst. Away with fripperies which only serve for show. As to what the future's uncertain lot has in store, why should I demand of fortune that she give rather than demand of myself that I should not crave? And why should I crave? Shall I heap up my winnings and forget that man's lot is unsubstantial? For what end should I toil? Lo, today is the last. If not, it is near the last. Farewell. End quote. So I really like these few lines from Seneca because he does a great job of not necessarily saying that we need to be one way or the other, but giving us really good questions to think about that can help us to understand the the true nature and the unstable nature of desire and this kind of grasping attitude towards life. Right. So the first thing he says is fix a limit which you will not even desire to pass should you have the power. At last, then, away with all these treacherous goods, they look better to those who hope for them than to those who have attained them. And if there is anything substantial in them, they would sooner or later satisfy you. As it is, they merely rouse the drinker's thirst. So, in order to think about this in your own life, I want you to imagine all of the things that you might desire. Let's imagine you're going after some very kind of consumerist, materialistic goals, right? So, you might uh, want a beautiful mansion, you know, uh, beautiful cars, lots of money, right? Uh, uh, This kind of uh, material success that is often sold in our societies, right? And then times that by a thousand. Let's say that you get every Thing that you want plus even more, right? Now, what Seneca is asking here is, do you really think that getting all of that is going to satisfy you? Do you really think that it's going to give you uh, the deep joy and satisfaction in life that, that, that you're searching for when you go after those things? And, you know, Seneca was an observer of the mob. He was an observer of society. He stood there and he watched and he saw what happened and, and, and that enabled him to gain truths about how people are uh, you know, act and, 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 and truths about the nature 
of, of human reality, right? And and one of the truths which he he says here is that you know when we go after these things, they only inflame the desires even more when we do get them. So we're kind of getting ourselves into this never-ending cycle of entrapment where we get the next thing and then we want more, and we get the next thing and we want even more because what we get doesn't bring the true satisfaction that we desire, right? Truly deep down within our souls. And so when we get that thing, we think, well, it must, I must be able to find that, 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 that true joy in that next thing that I get. Maybe it's going to be this, maybe it's going to be that, but I'm always wanting more, more, more. And so it's very wise that Seneca says all these things do is they, they only kind of inflame the thirst of the drinker. And he goes on to say, away with fripperies which only serve for show. As to what the future's uncertain lot has in store, why should I demand of fortune that she give rather than demand of myself that I should not crave? And why should I crave? Shall I heap up my winnings and forget that man's lot is unsubstantial? For what end should I toil? And, and so really here he's questioning what good exists within these things that we desire anyway, you know? And, and firstly, he's saying, I think this is a really interesting point, which is that uh, why should I desire that fortune give me something in the future rather than putting it back on myself and saying that I should not desire these things. And that's that's a real continuation of that kind of stoic idea of of the uh, of the dichotomy of control, right? Bringing your focus back into the intrinsic value, the intrinsic goods uh, like virtue, you know, things that you can control within your soul, right? Uh, that's where we want to be putting our focus in life. That's the things that we want to desire. Desire, you know, and so what Seneca is saying here is, I shouldn't be desiring these external things, you know, these material goods. They're all just for show, you know. They're all just fancy things that make me look good in this life. Uh, what I should be doing is bringing that attention back onto myself and desiring that I should be a different person. Don't wish for the world to change. Wish that you will change and that you will become better, stronger, wiser, and more virtuous. That is a stoic ideal that he's bringing forth here. And he goes on to say that, you know, shall I heap up my winnings and forget that man's lot is unsubstantial? For what end shall I toil? And this is really the early version of that saying that we hear all the time, which is that you don't take it with you. You know, these external goods, uh, the, the, these external desires that we have for all these material goods in our life, you know, these things, it's not the real stuff. It's not the true goods that we really want to, to find in our lives. And if you would just stand back and look and notice that every time you get one of these things that you desire, kind of in that consumerist materialistic worldview, you don't get the true satisfaction that you might get from, say, becoming a stronger, wiser, better person, right? That's the real stuff, right? That's the stuff that we would say you take with you. But, but, but ultimately, if you're constantly desiring uh, all of these external goods, you're searching after something that is insubstantial and that will not bring you the joy and the true joy uh, that you are searching for. And so now we find ourselves at the very end of this letter, and he, he ends the letter in a very stoic fashion, reminding himself that today could be his last. He says, Lo, today is the last. If not, it is near the last. Farewell. 
Now, I think that one of the reasons why he may have wrote this, it, it could have just been that he thought he was going to die soon, obviously, uh, but it also could just be that he's reminding himself of just how trivial so many of these things that we you know, kind of desire in life are. It's like, hey, you know, today could be your last, tomorrow could be your last, but, but ultimately, what are you actually going to get out of this life? Is it just going to be all of this stuff that's just for show? Is it going to be all this stuff that doesn't bring any real meaning or satisfaction? And I think this uh, reminds me of something that Jim Rohn once said. He said, when death finds you, let it find you climbing up a new mountain, not falling down an old one. You know, and that's, that's a great way to look at it. You know, challenge yourself, become a better person throughout your life, uh, grow your capacities, right? Become wiser and stronger and better and more virtuous. And that's something that you can be doing right from when you're a conscious being all the way up to your death. You know, that's something that you can be working on is becoming a wiser person. And that's what Seneca really wants here. So I love these questions that he's asking, these ideas that he's giving us, because it can really help you to, to meditate on, you know, why do you desire so much in life? Why do we constantly seek that next thing to give us that little dopamine kick and, 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 and get us feeling that kind of uh, momentary happiness? You know, we have to recognize at some point or another that what we're really doing is we're just fish in a sea and we're biting every single hook that we can find, right? At some stage, you need to say, uh, okay, there's something going on here. You know, these hooks that I'm going after, these little pieces of bait on the end of these hooks, these aren't the real thing. It's not what I really want. And it keeps on getting me into this state where all that happens is I just want more and more and more. And we need to, at some point, limit that desire and say, okay, what do I truly want? Really? What do I really want at the bottom of my soul? What do I desire? And, you know, you probably find that it has nothing to do with these material things that we all search for. So anyway, I'll leave it there. I'll stop rambling, but I, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you next time. <music>